Protect your online privacy today at expressvpn.com slash inside. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Inside Gaming for Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Let's hump for Halo Infinite. Who's going to hump? Oh, yeah. How was that? That's the kind of hump I like to see. But yeah, Halo Infinite, the launch title for the Xbox Series X. Actually, it's no longer a launch title. Uh, we know uh -oh. we've discussed the story here and there, but now we have the why it's no longer a launch title. Uh, we'll get into that briefly, though. Uh, well, you're not going to have to wait too long for the, the juice. So as you probably already know, Microsoft made the internet cry earlier this month when they announced that the next installment in their marquee franchise would be delayed until next year and would not be launching with the console this holiday season. It's a major blow for the Xbox Series X, especially considering that one of the biggest knocks on the Xbox One was a lack of exclusives. And it's a big problem that Microsoft has been trying to fix as it's gone on a studio buying spree and getting more new games in the pipeline. Yeah, they have been trying to work on it. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of those games yeah. yet, but they're been, in the- We've been hearing that they're like, <laughs> they're getting into exclusive for like five years now. Well, it takes a long time. It does, yeah. no, for sure, yeah. But when it came to Halo Infinite, everybody wanted to know what happened, what was the holdup? Well, now we have some answers. Uh, delays in the industry, obviously very common, but it turns out in this case, there are some very unique circumstances and they don't always have to do with video games. Yeah, I think the wide assumption here is either um, COVID, right, has been impacting studios across the world, as well as the bad reception that Halo received. But no, this story comes in from a tech site called Thorot, which did some investigating into what it called the Halo Infinite's turbulent journey. One of the biggest issues with the game is that a significant portion of its development has been outsourced to third-party contractors. Now, that by itself isn't necessarily newsworthy because lots of AAA studios outsource work. But in the case of Halo Infinite, there has apparently been a lot more outsourcing than normal. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, there's out. I mean, everyone outsourced sources or a yeah. lot of them a lot of the big boys i do, do. <laughs> <laughs> this actually isn't me i'm not brian gar no, i'm steve is. fleming as Therod put it the coordination between the many different companies contributing to infinite has been rough at best one Ooh. person familiar with the company's plans indicated that they believed the outsourcing for infinite was at a ratio higher than a typical studio undertakes during development which has caused significant headaches for cross-development collaboration yeah there's probably like a time difference you know if people are on the other side of the planet. Uh, I mean, it's it can be an issue for us and we're only two hours apart. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as an example, they mentioned the E3 trailer of Halo Infinite that was shown last year. It looked all pretty, but you might remember the July event just last month, they showed off gameplay and lots of people noticed that the E3 trailer in 2019 looked way better. Yeah. It was, yeah, that's never happened before though. The, no. A nice pretty pre-rendered no, 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 trailer. No no, 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 no. Well, Therot said, that's because the 2019 trailer was outsourced and despite the game engine footage tag on the trailer, they said that the game was not playable at that level of fidelity. Wait, an E3 trailer look better than the final product? No. This has never happened in the no. history of video games. Stop the presses! It's also worth wondering if they've delayed the game to work on the graphics, because like we said, the July presentation was criticized for looking a bit last gen instead of a futuristic powerhouse. Yeah, there was that, that there's already that meme of the, the boss, that, that monster <laughs> face. <laughs> already Craig? <laughs> you mean my boy Craig? Oh, oh yeah, or like I remember seeing Goldeneye NPCs or Turok NPCs just all blocking. It's not that bad, but it's not that far. It's off. also, I think it's, a, it's also just like the expression that the dude is making. Yes. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's just overall wonderfully like a blank, corny <laughs> screenshot. Yeah. <sighs> 
So it's yeah, just... maybe they got tasked with printing up the game, uh, like kind of like how Crisis when that came out and it sort of looked like shit, and they're like, okay, we're gonna go and fix it now. But it also seems like some management shakeups have contributed to the problem as well. Tim Longo, the game's creative director, left 343 Industries back in August of last year. Then he had a replacement, Mary Olson. She also left just a few months later. So uh, there was some, there's some moving going on, some heading to the edge. Yeah. And that was a problem because Olson's whole job was to get the game to its completion date of holiday 2020. So e. uh, at the time, 343's community manager, John Junisic said that there's no creative dilemma inside the studio. Sure, there's not. Mm, yeah, clearly. But obviously something was going on if higher ups uh, are leaving the company a year before their game ships. That's not a great sign. Also yeah, that last year is a is a pretty big year. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. A year before your game ships. Yeah. If you're Bioware, that's when you make the whole game. The industry as a whole seems to make games the way I used to study for finals in yes. high school. You get drunk in your bedroom until 5 a.m. and then don't study. <laughs> <laughs> the team also talked about possibly splitting the game into pieces so that they could make the launch deadline. Xbox boss Phil Spencer has said that they seriously considered splitting up the campaign in multiplayer, but apparently that was later discarded. Throughout also said there's been some friction between the game's engineering and marketing departments. We'll get into those details in a moment, but first, let's chat about DC Fandom, an online convention coming soon. Today's episode of Inside Gaming Daily is brought to you by DC Fandom. DC Fandom is an unprecedented 24-hour, truly immersive, global virtual fan experience on August 22nd, no lines, no badges, totally free to enter. It's the first ever global celebration of the DC multiverse, covering the brand's biggest films, live action series, animated TV series, games, and comics. It's available in nine different languages, so whether you speak Portuguese, traditional Chinese, English, French, German, Italian, Japanese, Korean, or Spanish, they uh, they got you covered. DC Fandom will have over 100 plus hours of programming, celebrating the past, present, and future DC content through panels, behind the scenes access, user-generated experiences, big reveals, and exclusives, all within an immersive fan experience. There's going to be over 300 stars, cast members, creators, and crew from all across the different DC properties. And since it is a big global event, there will be hosts from all over the world. Personally, I mean, you know, you know us, we're, we're in the games biz, uh, so I'm, I'm most excited for the Suicide Squad game. I'm very pumped about that. Uh, we got we got that little teaser. I hope we get to see a lot more because I love, I'm a big fan of the Arkham series, obviously. I think most of us probably are. So I'm super hyped for that one. So yeah, DC Fandom is August 22nd, starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and it is accessible globally at dcfandom.com. Okay, so back to the issues between Halo Infinite's engineering and marketing teams. I assume engineering's mad because they're the smarter ones who have to do all the work. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> engineering apparently has been pushing for delays to the game, but meanwhile, the, market, the marketing team has been continuing to hype up the game. Just a few weeks ago, they announced that the multiplayer would be free to play and in glorious 120 frames per second. Kind of weird thing to do if they knew the game was going to be delayed. Uh, uh, come on, we're just doing our job. We're just doing our job. Although it does kind of makes sense that the marketing people would be the last ones to know. Seems like it's a case of the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing and Microsoft had been hyping up Halo Infinite as recently as their big July event, which was on the 23rd. So then less than three weeks later, they announced that the game was being delayed. I mean, maybe they didn't know, I guess, but 
seems like they. Yeah. Have. It they seems must... weird. That's a, I, I, yeah, because yeah. I did the math on that and just looked at it on a calendar. I'm like, that's really, that's a quick uh, turnaround there. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot of time to do much of much of anything, and you'd have to be. And I think that's the thing we forget about games. Oftentimes, is that games have to be like largely finished within months of their like they they usually like a month up to yeah. to release. They are usually done. So within two months of something making that call, that things must have been pretty hectic. And the holiday seasons, I mean, we're already in the latter half of the year. I mean, the holiday season's not that far off. So yeah, no. you're right. Like it would have had to have been, I would think you'd be squashing bugs at this point. I don't right. know. Or at least, yeah. But yeah, I feel like they must have known in July that the game wasn't ready or maybe they were just hoping for the best. I don't know. There was like the They're engineering praying. department's on fire. Crom. I've never prayed to you before. Please let me finish <laughs> Halo Infinite. I hate to drag this out, but I'm just curious. Do you think that it's a situation where it benefits them to have Halo announcements, even though they know they're going to cancel it and then delay it after the fact? Like, yes. You yes, know, because they have their big yes. showcase yeah, and they still can't not show Halo. I mean, look it's at the, Cyberpunk. And, it's, and it's coming. I mean, and also gamers will wait for years for this stuff. So I, I think the delay, like the anticipation, it's almost, I think for some people kind of, just part of the process. You just expect it. Yeah. It's not that you enjoy it, but you just, at this point, we just expect it. And the only reason to get mad about it is if the game comes out and sucks. Otherwise, yeah, that's it's right. like, you just had to wait. That's not. <laughs> Overall, the story painted a picture of a bunch of different departments that aren't very well coordinated, whether it's a bunch of remote partners or internal divisions. It also probably doesn't help that we're still in a worldwide pandemic with lots of people working remotely. COVID-19 has already delayed a ton of games in 2020, and we're not out of the woods yet. And it no, will delay more in 2021 and 2022, yeah. probably. Yeah, we, <laughs> the end is not in sight. No, yeah, especially especially for the for game development. I feel like everything that's come out is was pretty much already done. Yeah, I think so, too. And now it's like... Now we're starting to get into that time period where it's like, oh, this is really difficult to, to make a game under these conditions. <laughs> yeah, I think well, yeah, you just look at the rest of the game calendar for 2020. It's like cyberpunk. I mean, and there's that not keeps getting delayed. Plus, 343 has built a new engine called Slipspace for the game. So obviously that's going to add additional development time too. the game has been in development since 2015. But Halo Infinite would not be the first AAA game to take longer than five years to make. No. Five years, I feel like, is, is probably pretty standard. But there's one more factor that has apparently contributed to the delay. The Halo TV series. Uh, that has apparently <laughs> affected things. Yeah, we heard recently they're well into shooting the first season of the show for Showtime. And Showtime CEO said it's their most ambitious series ever. So they're, they're putting a lot into this. Uh, people have been talking about a Halo show for years. This one's been in discussions for a while now. But the show has apparently affected development of Halo Infinite. Throughout reported that production of the series has been a significant distraction for 343 management. They wrote that the show's production often gets management's attention instead of focusing on making sure development progress is on the right path to reaching its targeted deadline. Damn you, Hollywood! You would think the TV show would be like a completely different production, a different universe than game development. And it's hard to understate what a big deal this delay is. Halo Infinite was going to be the big exclusive for the Xbox Series X. Like Without it, Microsoft may have to rely on a multi-platform game like Cyberpunk 2077 to get people interested. Meanwhile, old friend of the show, Phil Spencer, is trying to put a positive spin on things. Recently on Gary Wood's Animal Talking Show, Phil made an appearance and said that the delay is disappointing to people and it's disappointing to us. But he said that the lack of a big exclusive won't change their launch day strategy too much. I mean, that, I don't know. It makes sense, I guess. Of course he's going to be pot. They're not going to push back the launch of the Xbox Series. Yeah, X. well, then they're also not going to say we're f***ing 
Right. What do you? Yeah. What do you think he's gonna say? Yeah. But yeah, he talked about Game Pass. What a great deal it is. Uh, he's not wrong. But you gotta wonder now. And I would think some people might hold off on getting an Xbox Series X until Halo Infinite comes out because yeah. it's games are ultimately the things that sell a console. I mean, lots of consoles have had bad launch lineups. Like that's pretty standard. But I wonder in 2020 if people are gonna shell out yeah 500 600 bucks for a console with not much to play on. You can give me any tiny excuse to buy like a new console. It doesn't <laughs> have to be that much. It's like, oh, it has a blinking light on it. I'm, I'm gonna buy this. 